It is time for our Enchanted Forest Story Hour. Snuggle in, children, because we have a story for you. In this next installment, we find that James Trotter had now been living with his aunts for three whole years. And this is really where our story begins. There came a morning when something rather peculiar happened to him. Now, peculiar means strange. And this, this peculiar thing, led into something very peculiar. And then, that very peculiar thing, in its own, turned into something really fantastically peculiar. It all started on a blazing hot day in the middle of summer. Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker and James were all out in the garden. James had been put to work as usual. This time, he was chopping wood for the kitchen stove. Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker were sitting comfortably in deck chairs nearby, sipping on tall glasses of fizzy lemonade and watching him to see that he didn't stop working, not for one moment. Aunt Sponge was enormously fat and very short. She had small piggy eyes, a sunken mouth, and one of those white flabby faces that looked exactly as though it had been boiled. She was like a great white, soggy, overboiled cabbage. Now Aunt Spiker, on the other hand, was lean and tall and bony. She wore steel-rimmed glasses fixed to the end of her nose with a clip. She had a screeching high voice and long, wet, narrow lips. And whenever she got angry or excited, little specks of spit would come shooting out of her mouth as she talked. And there they sat, those two ghastly hags sipping on their drinks, and every now and then, screaming at James to chop faster, and they also talked about themselves, each one saying how beautiful they were. Aunt Sponge had a long-handled mirror in her lap, and she kept picking it up and gazing at her own hideous face. I look and smell, Aunt Sponge declared, as lovely as a rose. Just Feast your eyes upon my face and observe my shapely nose. Behold my heavenly silky locks, and if I take off both my socks, you'll see my dainty toes. But don't forget, Aunt Spiker cried, how much your tummy shows. Aunt Sponge went red. Aunt Spiker said, My sweet, you cannot win. Behold my gorgeous curvy shape, my teeth and charming grin. Oh, how beauteous, how I adore my radiant looks. And please ignore that pimple on my chin. My dear old trout, Aunt Sponge cried out, You're only skin and bones. Such loveliness I possess can only truly shine in Hollywood. 
Aunt Sponge declared. Oh, wouldn't that be fine? I'd capture all the nation's hearts, and they'd give me all the leading parts, and all the stars would resign. I think you'd make, Aunt Spiker said, a lovely Frankenstein. Poor James was still slaving away, chopping a block. The heat was terrible. He was sweating all over. His arms were aching. The chopper was large and blunt and far too heavy for a small boy to use. And as he worked, James began thinking about all the children in the world and what they might be doing at that moment. Some would be riding tricycles in the garden. Some would be walking in the cool woods and picking bunches of flowers. And all the little friends whom he used to know would be down by the seaside playing in the wet sand and splashing around in the water. Great tears began oozing out of James's eyes and rolled down his cheeks. He stopped working and leaned against the chopping block, overwhelmed with his own unhappiness. What's the matter with you? Aunt Spiker screeched, glaring at him over the top of her speckles. And James began to cry. Stop that immediately and get on with your work, you nasty little beast, Aunt Sponge ordered. Oh, Auntie Sponge, cried James, and Auntie Spiker, couldn't we all please, just for once, go down to the seaside on the bus? It isn't very far, and I feel so hot and awful and lonely. Why, you little good-for-nothing brute, Aunt Spiker shouted. Beat him, Aunt Sponge said. I certainly will. Aunt Spiker snapped. She glared at James, and James looked back at her with large, frightened eyes. I shall beat you later on today when I... because I'm not feeling so hot, she said. And now get out of my sight, you disgusting little worm, and give me some peace. James turned and ran. He ran off as fast as he could to the far end of the garden and hid himself behind that clump of dirty old laurel bushes that we mentioned early on. And then he covered his face with his hands and he began to cry and cry. Thank you, Isabel, for coming in and helping us tell the tale of James. We understand that now James is safe, and he goes to your school at Fortune's Magic Farm. Is that correct? Yes! James goes to school with me now. But wait until you hear the rest of his story. It is amazing! Snip, snap, snout. This tale's told. Well, young enchanted forest listeners, we bid you good night. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>